Hey, in this episode of Health Business Mastery, you're going to learn the best places to advertise supplements. Welcome to Health Business Mastery, the Creative Thirst Podcast. I'm your host, Bobby Hewitt. So maybe you've got your Shopify store set up, you've got your products in there, you've got all your stuff ready to go, and nobody's buying. How do you get people to buy? Well, you got to advertise to them. Even if you've got some steady sales, you still have to advertise. Because with the increasing popularity of health supplements, advertising effectively is vital to stand out in the marketplace. In fact, advertising never, ever stops. If you stop the advertising train, you will stop the sales. And if you stop the sales, your business will come to a grinding halt. So where's the best place to advertise supplements? The best place to advertise supplements really kind of depends on your target audience and your budget and, of course, your marketing objectives. But don't worry, I'm going to break it down for you at several different levels depending on where you might be. So let's start off in the very, very beginning. If your marketing budget is zero, then your best bet is to put a lot of sweat equity that doesn't cost money but rather cost your time. So, if you're time rich and cash poor, I recommend you put your time into blogging and building an email list. Blogging will pay off over time, but you have to stick with it for years and years and years. And as soon as you have a few people who sign up to your email list, even if it's just 10 people, start marketing your supplements to them. This is not going to be the fast track road and It's not the best way to get supplement buyers, but if your marketing budget is zero, you can still do a lot here as long as you're consistent over time. But let's say your marketing budget is a little bit higher, but yet it's still kind of constrained. Let's say your marketing budget is under $10,000 a month. Then you want to maximize every dollar of your advertising budget because 10K won't take you very far. And, and if this is the case, I, I recommend you put every dollar into Google Ads and Google Shopping. So spread it out with $1,000 a month uh, so you can adjust and make changes to not only the ads, but also the landing pages and the offer that you're driving the traffic to. How much does the product cost? You should focus on one product and one landing page and one traffic source for the entire 10 months of this exercise. Let's say your budget is 10 and you want to stretch it for 10 months. That's how I would do it. So limiting it to just one platform, one product, one landing page really is going to help you understand what works and what doesn't. Because over the course of these 10 months, you're going to be trying different things. You're going to be editing the page. You're going to be tweaking little things in the in the copy, in the offer, in the images, even in the ads. And it's going to take you a little while to learn how to use the ad platform. At this stage, I recommend Google, Google uh, Performance Max, Google uh, Keywords, Google Shopping. Pick one of those. And expand from there. But stay all within that Google platform, right? Don't go out to YouTube yet at this budget. The reason why I want you to stick here is because of the intent. The buyer intent is so much higher when they're searching for a specific solution. And because the intent is higher, you're likely to have better sales. 
okay, let's say your marketing budget is over $10,000. So now you've got some buying power. Uh, You may have twice that amount or you may have 10 times that amount, but it really doesn't matter. In either case, you can now begin to add more traffic than just one specific traffic channel to the mix. So now you could go and add Facebook. You can go and add YouTube, right? But I would add them systematically. So there are a lot of platforms out there which you can advertise uh, supplements. And really, they're most of the people are using media platforms like Facebook and Instagram. There's a lot of people using TikTok ads as well. And that's its own kind of animal. There's some TikTok, uh, really TikTok native buying experiences that are working. You advertise on TikTok, you take them right to a TikTok buying uh, cart right within the TikTok platform and they purchase there. It's working, it's kind of limited, it's pretty advanced, but if you do have the budget, all you know, you should definitely explore it. Facebook can be a little tricky because they have their own set of sort of requirements of what they don't and do like for supplements, and oftentimes they uh, restrict you and they ban your account and they don't tell you why, and it's tough to get your account back. It's tied to Instagram, which is the same thing. If you're banned on Facebook, you're banned on Instagram, and what really works here is kind of that pattern interrupt, getting in front of the buyer. Um, because they're not really looking to buy anything. They're looking to be entertained on Facebook. So there are things you uh, can do to mitigate that. One thing is uh, video ads tend to work better than static image ads and the Facebook platform. But there are other places out there besides Facebook. There are lots of online health and wellness communities that you can engage with, like forums and discussion boards and online communities focused on health, wellness, and fitness. It really depends where your individual interests lie for your buyers, right? What aligns well with them? Where is your health niche? And where are those people online? There are plenty of subreddit threads for every health challenge where you can engage people and talk to people and learn that information. I wouldn't necessarily advertise on Reddit. The uh, the ads there uh, or the market there is really much more sophisticated. And I would use that to just sort of contribute and learn and understand what the pain points are of the people. Because all of that is going to help you create a more effective advertising campaign. And there are plenty of places to create an advertising campaign. Another area is health and fitness influencers. So collaborating with influencers who really have a strong presence in the online health and fitness industry is a good way or can be a good way to promote your supplements to their followers. You're tapping into their existing uh, credibility. Using influencers for supplements, however, can be pretty tricky because before you step into this minefield, you want to be sure you know that the influencer is going to work for you as far as sales. And you also want to be sure that the influencer is going to be a good influencer to work with. A lot of them are notoriously difficult to work with, and a lot of them just want to collect money for sending a link or sending a a campaign or sending one video. Uh, 
That's not really the best relationship with influencers. You want to have a longer-term relationship with the influencer and go after multiple influencers. If the big influencers are too expensive, as they often are at this budget level, this is really for people that are 10K a month and beyond, but if you're under that, then you want to seek out some micro-influencers, bundling a bunch of them together, 10, 20, 30 micro-influencers. And for that kind of budget, you do need, uh, I would say, at least 10,000 uh, 10, per month. So in the previous phase, like you're doing 1,000 a month and you're, you're gearing up, when you get to about 5,000 a month is kind of the sweet spot of where you want to be with your advertising spend. Now, there are big supplement companies out there. The successful ones are all doing well, all about that. Like, I have some clients that are doing a million dollars a day in ad spend. So, you can get there and you will get there, and, and you have to get there if you want to take your, your supplement company and scale it with any sort of volume and size and sales. Don't be afraid of spending that much money. It's really spending money to keep buyers coming in to keep the the lifeblood of the business flowing. Okay, so if I haven't scared you away yet with that advertising budget, let's keep going. So let's start looking at uh, non-specifically, non-specific online ad platforms. Not necessarily platforms, but other ways to advertise. So there are fitness and nutrition publications out there that are you know, print campaigns. And there's nothing wrong with those campaigns. I wouldn't start there. I would expand there after, you know, going uh, online with a media budget. But consider placing advertisements in magazines, journals, and even newsletters that really cater to fitness enthusiasts, athletes, individuals that are interested in nutrition and supplements. Um, Anyone that sort of fits your sweet spot, right? It has to be the reader of those magazines and publications have to be the type of buyer that you're going after. Your supplement has to provide a solution to the type of uh, problem that they have. And I would also consider sponsoring some podcasts with some paid ads here as well. So just like you're listening to this podcast, right? There are people that listen to health podcasts all the time that get really more into um, we're into marketing here, but other health podcasts, the majority of health podcasts are those talking about conditions and how to stay healthy and what what to eat, what to take, what kind of supplements. So those podcasts are attracting people that are interested in that topic who are very likely taking supplements already. And oftentimes the price of advertising on those podcasts are a lot cheaper than advertising in Google and Facebook. It is a a slower medium. You're not going to scale it as big as quickly. It's going to be difficult to do that. The other thing you can do is become a guest on a podcast and talk about your supplements. That's also um, a a slower road, but it does work. Um, Both of those strategies are great when you're first starting out because one, you're leveraging more sweat equity, where it's not costing you much to be a guest, if anything at all. Um, And another is you can... You can put that budget towards podcasting or podcast advertising as long as it's targeted and specific. It's harder to measure. It is definitely harder to measure than Facebook and Google. 
But if your budget is super low and for some reason you're not getting traction with Facebook or Google, then I would start looking at alternative avenues like this. I would do podcasting before I did a print campaign um, because a print campaign is really just kind of pay and pray. You're not sure if it's going to work. Um, you're not sure with anything, quite honestly. But the paid campaign, is the lifespan is very quick, right? It's printed. It's out there. Maybe it lasts a month, maybe three months. People stick around and hold on to the magazine, look at it later. But you're not going to get residual sales. Whereas a podcast, you're going to get residual sales that people are going to be listening to that podcast over a longer period of time as new people come in. But then like anything else, the episodes are going to get older and people are not going to go far that far back into the catalog. So it's a constant sort of churn thing. In advertising, there's nothing that is set it and forget it that works forever. It's a constant iteration of you need more ads, you need different creatives, you need different angles, you need to keep testing different uh, ad copy, especially on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube, where things are constantly changing. Audiences are getting um, saturated. Audiences are seeing the same thing over and over. The marketplace sophistication gets uh, more and more. And the hook that worked a month ago doesn't work anymore. So the average life of a hook or an angle, as some people call it, um, is about like three months at max. And it's getting shorter and shorter. So the need to constantly put in new creatives, new ideas, new angles, new advertising copy, new videos is never, ever, ever ending uh, with platforms like Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. Google, it's a little bit more uh, sustainable, but even that... Um, it really is kind of dependent on what people are searching for, right? So I said before, it's a higher intent type of audience. But the, if the popularity goes down um, for a specific condition or a specific ingredient or you can't compete with the, the price of advertising or if your competitors are undercutting you on price uh, for the bottles, then it's going to be hard to sustain, sustain that. And it's going to require you to increase uh, the amount you spend just in order to stay relevant, just to, just to get your ads out there. It's going to cost more and more. Google is constantly kind of nudging you up higher and higher to spend more to get uh, more ads in front of more eyeballs. That's their business. It's what they do. But it, it's a constant game of trying to spend or outspend the competition. So it's not all doom and gloom. There are even more uh, alternatives to consider. For example, looking into health professionals and nutritionists. So reaching out to them individually, doing a, a Google search, I would start there and even start on LinkedIn and look for people in your area or even just people in your uh, area of health niche that your supplements provide and collaborate with these healthcare professionals. It's going to be a lot more difficult to get a doctor to help you than it is to get a nutritionist or a wellness coach or a chiropractor. So you want to approach these people um, first. You want to reach out to them online. You can certainly call them also. 
Uh, you can certainly pay them a visit if they are local to you. But really establishing that relationship, establishing that rapport first, understanding what their needs are first, where their challenges are, and then helping them sort of increase their business, right? They can become an affiliate sales rep for you. You can sell them uh, your supplements on consignment. And if they don't sell in their offices to their clients, they don't pay you. And there are lots of creative ways you can work with these types of people. You can just sell them in bulk at, at a huge discount, right? 50 to 80% off, uh, whatever your margins will allow. And then that nutritionist or healthcare provider can then sell to their customers. But you also want to treat this relationship just like any other affiliate relationship. It's not simply about sort of giving them the bottles or giving them the deal or giving them uh, commission on every sale because they are not really in business to sell your supplements. They're in business to provide uh, nutrition information and health information to their clients. So you have to make it easy for them to market your supplements. You have to provide them with the materials they need. It might be a print material. Uh, it might be a brochure. It might be uh, a series of email copy that they can send out to their email list on your behalf. Making it super, super easy is the key so that they don't have to do any work. So here you go. Here's the email. You send these three emails. Here's the subject line. Here's all the copy. Here's the links. Here's everything you need to do. You just need to execute it. And if they have an email list of a few hundred people, gathering a bunch of those uh, people together, you can easily get, you know, two, three, 4,000 people uh, by bundling a bunch of health professionals together who have really small email lists. Again, this is something that I would do if I were in the beginner stage of selling supplements. Um, if you had the budget, obviously budget solves a lot of problems. Uh, advertising budget solves everything. So it's really a different case if you have the budget versus if you don't. You can also try uh, local advertising. You can try going to health fairs. You can try going to um, farmer's markets. Um, you're going to need a few things that you normally wouldn't need to sell supplements, right? You're going to need a table. You're going to need a sign. You're going to need chairs. You're going to need maybe a little pavilion um, tent above you to keep the sun off your back the whole day. But it's a great place to get user information or buyer information, really understanding the objections when someone comes up to your table to to look at your supplements, understanding their objections of why they didn't buy is almost more valuable than anything else here. And it's pretty cost effective. It's not that much to rent a table at those types of places. You can also look at uh, trade shows and health expos, right? The next step up from those farmers markets is health expos, industry events, where you can showcase your supplements, connect with potential customers, and really also network with industry professionals. There's a few of them uh, around that may be too big for the uh, initial startup. And people that go to these specific ones are typically looking to get into stores, get their supplements sold in stores. But here they are if you want to uh, check them out. You can just do a Google search for them. But there is uh, Expo East, which happens on the east coast of the U.S., and there's Expo West, which happens over on the West Coast of the U.S. And they're both enormous conferences for supplements. And in addition to that, there is the uh, NBJ Summit. Um, that is one of the biggest 
in the supplement industry. And if you're going to those, I wouldn't go to those for the first time to sell your supplements. The first time you go to those, I would just go as an attendee just to get the lay of the land, understand what's there, to really see what's out there, really to learn. And then maybe consider, you know, getting a table at these places. That's going to cost you big bucks. And you're probably honestly better off putting that money towards uh, Facebook, YouTube, and Google. But if you're at that level and you want to get into stores uh, and sell your supplements uh, in stores, then that's the place to start. Again, it's the kind of thing that you need to go to several times before you really kind of get a feel for it, before you really get the benefits out of it. They are so massive and large that you can't cover uh, everything in one day. So there you have it. Those are some ways to uh, advertise supplements online. We didn't really talk about YouTube, but there is a past episode on YouTube, which you can go to and listen to. And keep up the good fight. Keep working every day to get your supplements uh, sold out there and eventually you will break through. Good luck. Creative Thirst is a direct response digital agency focusing on conversion rate optimization and A-B testing. We work with dietary supplement companies who are struggling to maximize the profitability of their funnels so they can scale. Through the last seven years in the online health space, we've optimized many dietary supplement businesses. And in that time, we've uncovered the three critical funnels for success. We put together that information in a free digital download called The Three Funnels Every Health Supplement Business Needs to Build a Multi-Million Dollar Empire. You can get that free report by going to creativethirst.com. Scroll down to the appropriate section and click on the blue Get Your Ebook button.